qualify. From the Metro News Anchor Desk, I'm Alex Thomas. Dear John, I was hoping it wouldn't come to this, but you've left me no choice. I'm leaving. Uncontrolled high blood pressure is really serious, and lately you seem to really not care. I've been there for you since day one, and I know you think I'm going to keep ticking. But no, my friend, I can quit whenever I want. Why can't we get back to the good times, when we were more active and ate more healthy foods, and you checked on me every once in a while? Is that too much to ask? I don't want to leave, but unless you stop ignoring me, what else am I supposed to do? Remember, when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart. Listen to your heart. Don't let it quit on you. Doing the minimum to control your high blood pressure isn't doing enough. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get your blood pressure to a healthy range before it's too late. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. Check. Change. Control. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Oh, hi. Do you know what this is the sound of? It's the sound of me getting rewarded for doing my part to prevent wildfires. See, right now I'm getting a big, remarkably heartfelt bear hug from Smokey Bear. Uh, thanks, big guy. And now we're shaking. Okay. First, I made sure there were no low-hanging branches when I set up my campfire. Hey, Smokey, let me down for just a second. I need to make sure everyone can hear this. Uh, there we go. <laughs> Then, when we were packing up to leave, I drowned out my campfire, stirred it, drowned it out again, and then made sure to feel it if it was cold. Oh, Smokey Bear really loves it when you do that, don't you, Smokey? Oh, he lets his hugs do the talking. Visit SmokeyBear.com to learn tips to prevent wildfires. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I liked things to always be the same. Anything new or different would scare and upset me. I was very sensitive to lights and sounds. It was almost like I had bigger eyes and ears than everyone else. So I built secret hiding places where nothing could get in. I didn't like looking people in the eye. It made me feel uncomfortable. I'd throw big tantrums over little things like when my socks didn't match. Sometimes I'd do the same things over and over. Until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. You can see signs of autism in children as young as 18 months. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Elmore deep, left side three, and good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Tuesday, June 11th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Back in studio today. We'll be here until 6 o'clock. We'll take your phone calls this hour. You can join the program. It's toll-free, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. To join us on the Miller Lite phone lines. Miller Lite hold true great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer well we're gonna get game six in the nba and what did it cost us are you happy katie goes out there 
re-injures himself, aggravates the injury. KD could be out for a year. What did it cost us to get KD out there? And that's the one thing that was interesting about the game. KD coming back, the ratings are up. Not from previous years, but this was the highest rated game in the series. The ratings are still low overall, but there was some hope now that people were starting to be interested in this thing. KD comes back. KD's not back. He's out. And KD is going to be okay, I think. The money's going to be fine for him. He's got options, but I don't know if it was worth it. I mean, it's an elimination game. You're an athlete. You want to go out there and you want to make sure that you contribute. You don't want to be the guy sitting on the bench as your team's eliminated thinking, man, I could have done something. I could have went out there. I could have turned the tide. I could have made a difference. And he goes out there, should have stayed off the floor. I I think you have to give that guy credit for wanting to go out there. But still, you got to stay off the floor. If you're not ready to come back, I mean, there's no shame. I get it. I get it. You don't want to be looked at as uh, not a gamer, not ready to go. But you got to take care of yourself. And really, I think other than Golden State fans, we're all ready to crown Toronto the champs. We're ready. We're ready to hand the championship to them. Just couldn't get it done. So does this mean Golden State is now in the underdog role, ready to try to come back and win this thing? It could happen. So stay tuned there. And, of course, Stanley Cup's coming up tomorrow. We got Game 7. It shouldn't have got to Game 7, but we've got it. And we'll get into that more tomorrow. But I'm excited. We got a Game 7. It could be Boston winning it again. They've won it several times. They won it a few years ago. Or we could have St. Louis winning their first ever Stanley Cup. That would be amazing to watch St. Louis hoist that cup for the first time. I'm always for a team that hasn't won a championship to get a championship. Unless it's against my team. But I'm always happy to see a new team get a championship. It's just good for sport. Game 7 coming up, so I'll be looking forward to that. That's what I'll be watching tomorrow. And then I'm tuned in. I'm ready to go for some NBA. And I know that's not been what I'm saying. I know that's not what I've indicated. But now we can see Golden State eliminated. Now we get elimination games. And it's finally interesting to me. Does Golden State get eliminated and we crown Toronto the champ? Or do we see Golden State come back, orchestrate a great comeback, win the championship, and we look at Golden State like, yep, you guys are still the champ without KD. Without KD. So we got all of that Coming up here in the next few days, I'm actually excited about that. And, of course, the reason I'm excited about that is because there's nothing else going on. we got baseball and we got soccer, And which, by the way, the women's team, I'm all pro-USA, go America. They they pounded someone today with 7 nothing. That's how much I didn't even care. That's it. That's how much I didn't care. All I knew was Team USA was playing today. The women beat somebody 7 to nothing. No, take that back. I thought it was 7 nothing. The last time I checked, it was like 7 nothing. No, I made a mistake. I'm glad I tuned out. They won 13 to nothing. They beat Thailand 13 to nothing. Who's watching this? 
Alex Morgan scored a record-tying five goals as the USA win that game with a tournament record 13 to nothing. It's running the score up. Okay. Now, if they're going to start doing that, I might be tuning into this. If that's going to be an indicator of what the scores are going to be, because I'm looking at some of the scores right now. Netherlands beat New Zealand 1-0. Sweden beats Chile 2-0. USA 13-0 over Thailand. Okay. Now I'm in. I have just got interested in watching USA women's soccer if they're going to roll teams like that. I mean, France... France on June 7th beat South Korea 4-0. That's a big score, right? Spain beat South Africa 3-1 Saturday. Norway beats Nigeria 3-0. Those are big scores. Brazil beats Jamaica 3-0, right? That's Those are massive scores in, in soccer. No. USA 13-0. All right, I'm signed up. I might even have to host a little watch party. I'll get the... Marshall soccer coach Kevin Long over here. You know what? Chris Grossi can come over too, the men's coach. We'll, we'll just have a – we've got a big monitor here in the – not in the studio, but in the station. We can, we can hook that thing up. We'll watch a little women's World Cup soccer. All right, let's um, – when we come back from break, let's set the stage here. Just uh, give you an idea what we're going to get into. Athlon's got their team preview out. We've talked about Athlon's previews, Conference USA. They've got their team preview out for the Thundering Herd. We'll go over that. Also, I've been looking over it a little bit. The National Football Foundation uh, sent out their report today talking about college football popularity. And the press release started, college football ranks as the nation's second most popular sport with 47 million fans attending games in 2018 and 366 regular season telecasts reaching more than 163 million unique fans and 38 postseason bowl games reaching 90 million. We'll look at Marshall's Bowl as far as where it ranks on the television side of things. And... There was an interesting factoid. We'll talk about it earlier. Uh, I tweeted it out today, but if you missed it, we'll talk about it today. Where Marshall improved in attendance. Marshall's one of the uh, teams in college football that really improved attendance. So we'll get into all of that and your phone calls on the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255 as we continue with today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Hear ye, hear ye. I bringeth thee a message from... <clears throat> a message from the king and his new trumpeteer, Stephen. The king wishes me to convey his favor to thine team and thine tailgate. Not yet. He invites thee to let the bot light flow forth. And he also wishes me to tell thee that he toasts thee. Waiteth until the end, Stephen! With Game Day's favorite light logger and the slogan of his kingdom... Oh. Dilly dilly! Enjoy responsibly Bud Light Beer, AB St. Louis, Missouri. 
97.9 The River's presentation of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse has been postponed due to rain. Join us Friday, June 14th during our new night for movies on the river at Harris Riverfront Park Amphitheater. Free tickets are available at participating Clark's Pump and Shop and Little Caesars locations in the Tri-State. Join us Friday, June 14th for our makeup showing of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse presented by Little Caesars, Mount West Community and Technical College, Results Companies, Clark's Pump and Shop, Greater Huntington Park and Recreation District, 93.7 The Dog and Kindred Communications. Hi, I'm Kelly Clarkson, and I've toured the country dozens of times, and there's one thing every state has in common, childhood hunger. The sad truth is that 17 million kids don't know where their next meal is coming from, or if it's even coming at all. Yet there are billions of pounds of surplus food around the country at farms and warehouses that could help end this injustice. But all that food is useless if it doesn't get where it needs to go. That's why the Feeding America Nationwide Network of Food Banks gathers surplus food and gets it to hungry kids before it goes to waste. But they can't do it without your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank. Find out how at feedingamerica.org. Together we can solve hunger. Together we're Feeding America. To help solve hunger in your community and to find your local food bank, visit feedingamerica.org. That's feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. We asked kids what it took to be a dad. This is what they had to say. A father is always present. I mean, what, father, what real father figure can you have if they're not there? In order to be a good dad, you need to love, love your son. You need to put gas in your car so you don't break down in the middle of nowhere. And you need to make them breakfast. Yep. I mean, just to maybe um, play, like, a board game with me or to just stay home and play um, some video games with me. Just to do, like, that one little thing is what I really look forward to. I'm not asking him to be a perfect dad, but he should try. He's just a constant force in my life. There's no other type of love like a dad's love because it's not comparable to anything else. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Okay, gang. So, chances are there'll never be an emergency ever, ever again. Mm -hmm. But just in case, let's talk about a plan. Okay. So who's going to do what? Anyone? Uh... Yeah, okay, perfect. We'll figure it out as we go. So who is going to grab the go bag? What's a go bag? It is a bag we do not have that is filled with things we really, really need in an emergency. Guess we won't have to worry about it then. Ah, good point. So uh, we all know who to call if something happens then, right? I'd have to call Jill, Devin, Melissa, Karen, and... Bruce. And I will try to call all of you, but Greg doesn't have a cell phone. Dad's phone will have a dead battery. No doubt. And Julie will be on the phone with Jill, Devin, Melissa, Karen, and Bruce. Well, this is great. <laughs> I am so glad that we don't have a plan. I know. Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Visit ready.gov kids for tips and information. A public service announcement brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're getting closer to the start of college football, a holiday that will be rejoiced by all of you. 
And that means it is, of course, that time of year. Previews come out. Everybody's got a preview telling you what you can expect for the upcoming season. I'm going to tell you later on down the line. You're going to listen. You're going to buy publications. You're going to read the newspaper. You're going to watch videos on the Internet. You're going to listen to podcasts. You're going to do it all to find out the latest. You're going to subscribe to websites. You're going to do everything you can so you have the most up-to-date information, and Athlon has dropped their knowledge on us today. Uh, first of all, let's just get this out of the way. Here's where they rank the Thundering Herd nationally. That's the thing I care about the most. They've got the Herd at 71 nationally. So the Herd, according to Athlon, 71st best team in the country. So, yeah, Herd 71. I mean, they got a unique way of going about this, of course. It's it's trolling, it is, because they're ranking teams. They're ranking teams, and you got to wait and find out. Orlando Sentinel does it as well, and uh, they had the herd in the uh, upper 80s. So we won't even go over that. But uh, basically, all these previews are the same. Athlon says Marshall went 9-4 and four last year, 13 starters returning. And talking about um, it's going to be the um, – Offense has got to take a step forward here because there are some pieces missing on the defense. Mentions the fact that Marshall's uh, offense should be strong. Talented running backs. Isaiah Green, a lot of people are up on him. Got to play with more consistency. Mentioned the fact that Tyree Brady's not there. So, again, basic standard stuff here. Talking about maybe Marshall's going to incorporate the tight end in the passing attack more. Okay, it's pretty good. Solid stuff so far. Defense. Mentioned the fact that Marshall's lost a lot of experience. Stopping the run could be a issue for the herd, they mentioned. They mentioned that um, Brad Lambert does have a strong resume. And they mentioned Ty Tyler, who was expected to be key, but he transferred in May. So uh, Channing Hames, more pressure on him is what they mentioned. And the secondary is the strength. Chris Jackson got the uh, high marks. Standard stuff, but they've got the herd sitting at 71 nationally. That's the number. That's the number. Mentioned turnovers. Big issue for Marshall in 2018. Herd committed 24, second most in the league, but the defense bailed them out. And they're saying, look, defense isn't going to be there to bail you out this time. Your offense is going to have to get better. Hang on to the ball. Defense has got to grow up quickly. And they mentioned a tough non-conference schedule with Boise State, Ohio, and Cincinnati. But Marshall, if the defense can get up to speed quickly, they mentioned Marshall should be in the upper echelon of Conference USA's East Division. I think that's fair. This national stuff, though, yeah, okay. We'll see. I'm not saying Marshall's top 10, but we'll see. 71st. 71, it's okay. It's not a terrible rating. I mean, it is what it is. It's one magazine's opinion. Of course, I have a, I've ranked the Thundering Herd number one. And my rankings are number one. Yes, I know. It's ludicrous for me to say they're number one. But I'm ranking them number one in my rankings. Because, again, uh, I'm trying to win you over. That's it. That's what I'm trying to do here. So uh, that's Athlon's uh, preview what do you think? you think they got it on the, um, pretty much uh, on top of everything where this is going to be uh, something where the offense is going to excel more than the defense? Look, ever since Marshall had issues 
with the defense. Doc's been really good to clean that up. I think that's going to be a solid point for the Thundering Herd again. I always look for defense to be strong with Marshall. Now, will it be as good as last year's defense? I don't know that yet. We are several, several days away from even putting together what a team looks like. And even then, I'll tell you what my first true impression of what this team's going to be won't be VMI. It's going to be Boise State. Once Marshall gets through that non-conference portion of the schedule, then I'm going to have a good idea of what this team's going to look like. Because I'm more concerned right now with Conference USA winning the East Division, getting to the championship game for Marshall. And, yeah, for those of you listening on Mondays, with Dave Walsh, Marshall's former Young Thunder Year quarterback, Dave is calling basically the winner of Boise State, Marshall, the front runner for the Access Bowl until uh, Central Florida asserts themselves. I don't know about that. I don't know about that just yet. Yeah, it's going to knock one of those teams out right away. That's the thing, though. That's going to that's gonna sting somebody. Boise State loses. They're pretty much knocked out, I would think. If Marshall loses, they're pretty much knocked out. Until some of these teams knock each other off, if you don't have a clear-cut number one, that's where it's going to get interesting. You get a team go undefeated. You get a team go undefeated in the MAC. I think an undefeated MAC team is going to have a legitimate shot. I think an undefeated team and the American probably the odds-on favorite. You've got a team maybe goes undefeated in Conference USA with a strong non-conference schedule. Then you're talking. Then you got something here. And you look at Marshall's schedule, non-conference. Let's say. In the non-conference, they win out. They, they beat VMI. They win the non-conference schedule. It doesn't matter if they do it big or, or small margins. They win. They just win out. They beat Boise. They beat Ohio, which I think Ohio is going to be really good this year. And they beat Cincinnati. So you beat those three, and then you go undefeated in Conference USA, get to the East title on your resume. You get that. You go to the championship game. You win that. You're undefeated. Then you got a serious look at this thing. And you got to look at this and go, okay, is there anybody else that's undefeated? And say Central Florida's undefeated again. They might have a better resume because the Americans stronger than Conference USA. So they might get the edge there. But if there's, a, there's not a clear consensus and say maybe Marshall, maybe of the group of five, Marshall's the only undefeated team. They've got a strong shot. And the non-conference schedule helps. Cincinnati would be a good win for Marshall. Boise State would be a good win for Marshall. Ohio's going to be strong. I don't think that's a bad game to ever schedule. That's going to be... A solid win. It's a rivalry game. you got to have that game. And then the non-conference is what it is, the non-conference. But this is a, a lot more winnable because Cincinnati's a winnable game. Ohio's a winnable game. And I'm sure they're sitting there looking the same way going, you know what, Marshall's a winnable game. And that will be fair on their part. But Boise, that's a lot of pressure. You put that game right there and you got to go out there in that atmosphere, you win that game, okay, maybe you got something. Maybe you got something to work with. And I get what Dave's trying to say, but 
Uh, I don't know if it's just that easy. I don't know if you put Marshall in the driver's seat right after beating Boise State. Because you got to look again at the total schedule. And Marshall can't control the conference side. They can't. So Marshall controls the non-conference schedule best they can. So they put a game like Boise on the schedule. They put a game like Cincinnati on the schedule. They put a game like Ohio on the schedule because it makes sense for the fans. And I like Hamrick's attitude sometimes when it comes to putting some of these Division One AA FCS teams, putting them on the schedule. Now, would I rather have four Division One teams? Well, of course, right? Everybody wants four Division One teams and their non-conference. But you're getting seven home games this year. You're getting seven home games. And think of VMI as a tune-up. VMI is your tune-up game. Just think of it that way. You know, when Alabama and Oklahoma and all these other power schools, they go schedule some of these other schools, these smaller schools, it's tune-up. So guess what? All right, you, you got to go play some old Southern Conference foes now and then. Those are your tune-up games. That's fine. Sure. Uh, put EKU back on the schedule anytime. You want to play EKU, open up with them, put them on the schedule. I'm all for it. Chattanooga, put them on the schedule. I'm good for it. Citadel, put them on the schedule. Furman, put them on the schedule. Let's go with it. Let's do it. Let's put, put those schools. Georgia Southern, even though they're not a tune-up school now, uh, get them on the schedule. Get them on there all the time. You'd have to return that visit, though. But wouldn't that be fun? I mean, I want to see more of Marshall and Appalachian State. I, I don't I don't want that to be a series every year because you can't. But, boy, it'd be fun. It'd be fun if that was more of a recurring season series deal. Like, you get them on the schedule for a couple years, and then you get them back on the schedule a few years later. Just have those guys come back and, and make that recurring. Because unless you're in the same conference with them, that's the only way you can do that. That, that would be fun. I think that would be a blast, for me anyway. I'm of that era, that generation. Those are the opponents that mean something to me. That's when I was having the most fun. Get those teams back on the schedule. All right, uh, college football. Nation's second most popular sport. 47 million fans attending games in 2018. This is from the National Football Foundation. We'll break some of the numbers down when we continue with this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. West Virginia Metro News, I'm Alex Thomas. Criticism against Governor Jim Justice continues in the state Senate. Finance Committee Chairman Craig Blair called on Justice to resign on Monday, also promising to introduce a resolution of no confidence against the governor. Majority Whip Ryan Well, Nicholas County Senator Greg Boso, and Preston County Senator Randy Smith say they will support that resolution. Well, speaking about justice on Metro News Talkline. Why not work with us instead of be confrontational about the whole thing? That's what I don't understand. I don't understand that his constant desire to pick a fight where there doesn't need to be one because we could all work this out and, and, and get something together, I'm sure. But. Justice defended himself on Monday, saying Republicans need him to lead. Part of the education omnibus bill that the Senate passed last week includes a second branch of the state's Challenge Academy. The academy accepts students who are at risk of dropping out of school. State Adjutant General James Hoyer says they don't have enough room at the current Preston County camp to accommodate all students. This next class coming up, which will start in July, we have a minimum 
of 40 kids and maybe it may go as high as 100 kids who are going to be on a wait list to have to wait for the next program. If the bill becomes law, the second campus would be in southern West Virginia. Multiple elections taking place in communities across the Mountain State. Polls will remain open in most places until 7.30. You're listening to Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. West Virginians start each day by getting the very latest news with the morning news on the Metro News Radio Network. Chris Lawrence and Shauna Johnson provide a comprehensive look at news from the night before and what lies ahead for the day. Plus, sports with Kyle Wiggs, Hoppy Kerchival's commentary, and the Metro News Market Report. Make the West Virginia morning news part of your morning routine on the Metro News Radio Network and streaming online at wvmetronews.com. Metro News is the voice of West Virginia. Take a trip around the world at the 2019 Mid-Ohio Valley Multicultural Festival in Parkersburg, West Virginia. The festival features a wide world of traditions, tastes, sights, and sounds that you can experience firsthand at Parkersburg City Park. The Multicultural Festival runs from June 21st through the 23rd. Come for the event and stay for the weekend. With great hotels, restaurants, unique shops, and attractions, the Parkersburg area is a fantastic weekend getaway destination. Begin planning your trip at greaterparkersburg.com. Putnam County Senator Glenn Jeffrey says the state will benefit from the new law allowing certain West Virginians to have their criminal records cleared. I've talked to many uh, individuals out there that have some kind of a nonviolent felony charge and they have been hampered trying to find meaningful employment, you know, employment where it pays a good wage. The law applies to people with misdemeanor or nonviolent felony convictions. Those people have to meet several criteria in order to qualify. From the Metro News Anchor Desk, I'm Alex Thomas. Take your content with you. Get EXP now and experience TV made easy. With EXP and the EXP app, stream live and recorded content. Build a binge-worthy library of movies, TV shows, and more. With EXP, you're in control. The EXP app lets you search for shows, schedule and manage your DVR recordings, control live TV, and more. Right from your favorite device. Watch your TV anytime, anywhere. Download the EXP app on iTunes or on Google Play. EXP from Armstrong. Life made easy. 97.9 The River's presentation of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse has been postponed due to rain. Join us Friday, June 14th during our new night for movies on the river at Harris Riverfront Park Amphitheater. Free tickets are available at participating Clark's Pump and Shop and Little Caesars locations in the Tri-State. Join us Friday, June 14th for our makeup showing of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse presented by Little Caesars, Mount West Community and Technical College, Results Companies, Clark's Pump and Shop, Greater Huntington Park and Recreation District, 93.7 The Dog and Kindred Communications. Everybody loves the lifetime powertrain warranty and lifetime state inspections, but now Todd Judy Ford is announcing its premier benefits package. That means you also get lifetime tires. That's right, tires on the vehicle for as long as you own it. Pick any new or certified pre-owned vehicle and get this premier benefits package with lifetime powertrain, lifetime state inspections, and lifetime tires. Go to Todd Judy Ford right now to start the process. Todd Judy Ford. Friendly, fast, fair. Last night we put on an epic light show. Yeah, we did. The crowd loved us. We love the crowd. Wait, but there were only four people out there. Yeah, but did you see their four faces? All eight of their eyes lit up brighter than ours. <gasps> and we're fireflies. Yeah, we are. 
Hey, that one girl, she looked like she'd never seen glow in the dark like this before, and we invented glow in the dark. Yeah, we invented it. And we're gonna be out here every night rocking out our light show at a forest near you. Woohoo! So come check us out. Check us out. And bring your kid all ages show. Oh, but uh, don't bring any of those glass jars because they make us kind of nervous. Yeah, and I'm super claustrophobic. Whether you're rocking their world or they're rocking yours, some memories never fade. Come alive with the forest. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a forest near you and discover other cool things to do when you go, like fishing, biking, or even camping. Visit discovertheforest.org. See you later. Yeah, see you soon. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. So you see, son, good manners are very, very important. Someday, many years from now, when you're a grown-up, you'll be a man. And when you are, you should be a gentleman. Do you want me to go through it one more time? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Exactly. Always say please, thank you, you're welcome, and excuse me. Sit up straight, hold doors open for ladies. If a door's shut, then knock first. Don't burp, don't swear, don't speak with your mouth full, don't reach across people's plates, keep your elbows off the table. What table? And don't interrupt. While we're at it, don't stare, don't use foul language, don't call people names, but do remember people's names. Always share your toys, play nice, and cover your mouth when you cough or sneeze. On the bus, give up your seat to anyone who has trouble standing. Bottom line, treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Got it? Got it. And stop picking your nose. Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I think one thing we all can agree on is that we like college football. It's one of our favorite sports. It's one of our passions. College football is one of the most popular sports in at least the United States. And the National Football Foundation and the College Hall of Fame. So now they uh, report today. College football ranks as the nation's second most popular sport with 47 million fans attending games in 2018. Also, 366 regular season telecasts, reaching more than 163 million unique fans, and 38 postseason bowl games, reaching 90 million. And here's some of their highlights, just to illustrate their point. I'll get to the Marshall point here in a minute. The six college football playoff games which are telecast on ESPN, produced five of the six most watched cable presentations of the year. The 2018-19 season, New Year's Six, were the most watched set of college football playoff games ever in years when the college football playoff semifinals were not played on New Year's Day. I like how they worded that, I do. Amassing a total live audience for the six games of... 14,922,000, which is up 26% and from uh, and 1% from the second and third years of the series. There you go. The 30, I'm sorry, the 366 regular season telecast on ABC, BN, CBS, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN News, ESPNU, Fox, FS1, and NBC during the 2018 regular season averaged over 1 million 
fans, almost 2 million to be honest with you, 1,802,000 fans or viewers, viewers per game, while reaching more than 163 million unique fans. Now, you listen to me all the time, and I keep telling you, uh, I hate the Bulls. I hate all the Bulls. Too many Bulls. Too many Bulls. Well, Mr. Swan, the 38 postseason bowl games on ABC, CBS, ESPN, ESPN2, Fox, and FS1. At the conclusion of the 2018 season, averaged 5 million viewers per game and some change while reaching 90 million unique fans on television. Uh, This figure includes the Air Force Reserve Celebration Bowl, which was played at the FCS level, but not the AutoNation Cure Bowl or the Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl, both telecast on CBS Sports Network, which is not, and I repeat, not rated by Nielsen Media. Uh, The figure also does not include the uh, Surprobe First Responders Bowl, uh, which was canceled due to bad weather. So how many people are showing up to football games? Well, that's a good question. I'm glad you asked it because I have the answer. The NCAA football programs drew 46.9 million fans to stadiums during the 2018-19 season. Now, this is what they came up with. 669 NCAA football programs. That includes FBS, FCS, D2, and D3. Drew 46,984,720 fans at home, neutral site, and postseason games in 2018, according to the annual NCAA report. The number does represent a 1.3% drop from the 2017 season, but it also represents a 25% increase from 1998, that's what they typed, 1998 season, and a 145.6% increase from the 19,134,159 fans that the NCAA reported in 1948 when they first started collecting attendance figures. Yeah. We have more people watching football now in, in stadiums than we did in 1948. Take a bow, college football. Take a bow. I'm sorry. I, I do find that st- – it's, it's apples and oranges. It really is. It really is apples and oranges. But I get their point. 46.9 million fans uh, were in stadiums across the spectrum during the 2018-19 season. Now, again, let us qualify. I do not like the multitude of bowls we have. The 39 FBS bowl games this season, which include the CFP National Championship, but – Excluding, and got to qualify this, the Air Force Reserve Celebration Bowl at the FCS level attracted 1,602,618 spectators to the stands. That is an average of 41,093 per contest or an increase of 507 fans per game. The top 10 bowl games for attendance each attracted more than 57,000 fans and eight bowl games saw increases of more than 3,000 fans. So, there's some highlights there. I mean, these are some numbers you tout this stuff. All right, um, I'm going to skip some of this report. I posted the link online. You can follow me on Twitter, at Paul Swan, at Paul Swan for the link, so you can read the entire report yourself. 
Uh, one thing I did highlight, first and foremost, was the top 10 FBS schools with the largest percentage increase in attendance included Louisiana Monroe, which improved 43.1%, Buffalo at 37.7%, South Florida at 22.7%, Northwestern at 22.4%, UCF up 19.5%, Louisiana is up 17.8%, California 17.3%, Western Michigan was up 15.2%, Pittsburgh up 14.9%, and Marshall up 10.68%. So, Marshall, one of the top 10 FBS schools with an increase at 10.68%. Now, that's something to be happy about. If you're a Marshall fan, that's something to be happy about. Schedule matters. Yeah, and understand, you're going to have spikes like that. A big name comes into Jones C. Edwards Stadium, and you're going to get fans who maybe haven't attended the Marshall game might come out to see a different opponent. It's what Mike Hamrick's talking about. Hey, you got Army, Navy coming in. You know, maybe some Armed Forces personnel are going to come in. Maybe you've never seen Army, never seen Navy. They're going to come in, go to a Marshall game, get to see Marshall as well. I mean, that was pretty good. That's pretty good number, though, just to put that in perspective. That percentage-wise, there are fans who are uh, showing up for Marshall football, and it's getting a lot better. Uh, one other thing I want to go over, and again, this is a pretty thorough report. I want to go over, we'll look at the bowl milestones in a minute, but I actually wanted to just go over some of the the numbers from the bowls themselves. Uh, they put them in chronological order. Just how they did as far as attendance, also what their coverage rating was, household impressions, and viewers. I'm, I'm more interested in viewers because let's just use Marshall as an example. We'll go there first. The Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl on ESPN saw an attendance of 14,135 fans. Now, if you look at its U.S. household coverage rating, it's a 1.10. And then you look at the next number that's given, and the next number that's given is household impressions. So this game had household impressions of 1,325,000. And now you look at the next number, which is viewers. And this is persons 2 plus. And what that means is anyone over the age of 2, 2 and more. And just give you a quick history lesson, it's... I don't have time really to uh, go into all the intricacies of ratings because ratings are fun. But a lot of radio stations subscribe to Nielsen, which formerly was Arbitron. Nielsen is basically the ratings company for our profession, and uh, they measure these things. They take a sampling. I mean, this is an actual—they didn't go and count every household. This is a sample, and they use their methodology, and— this is persons two plus. What this means is they have counted everybody in these numbers from two years old on. And radio, when we release numbers, 
we release numbers like 12 plus. Anyone who listened to the radio station 12 years or older. And sometimes we can tailor that a little bit more. Now, this is just a, they're, and the reason I'm telling you this is because they're looking to tell you this is how many people. They wanted a huge number or they wanted as many eyeballs in this number as possible. For advertisers, though, advertisers are going to look at this number and go, I don't care about 2 plus. I care about 18 plus, 25, 54. I care about demographics. But this is just a raw number here of 2 plus. So viewers, P2 plus. And this is persons 2 plus. 1,764,000 1,764,000 so your household impressions with 1,325 your viewers persons 2 plus 1,764,000 so keep that in mind when you see some of these numbers now how this fare against some of the other games well I thought it actually did pretty well for example Air Force Reserve celebration bowl and again i'm just going to go with i'm going to use the persons and i'm going to use the attendance air force reserve had 31,672 show up to see north carolina a&t take on alcorn okay celebration bowl is pretty big deal and persons two plus two million three hundred and forty five thousand the las vegas bowl had an attendance of 37,146 persons, 2 plus, 3,334,000. How'd the AutoNation Cure Bowl do? Well, with Tulane and Louisiana, attendance was 19,066. And um, since that game was on CBS Sports Network, we don't have numbers, but that's the attendance, and you can base it there. Uh, New Mexico Bowl had a low number, it had 25,000. 387, and this is uh, Utah State over North Texas. The household number was pretty low, actually. U.S. household coverage was a .66. The household impressions under a million, and total viewers, or at least viewers, plus two, 9,000, I'm sorry, 968,000. So that's a New Mexico Bowl. Let's, uh, let's scroll down. Uh, the Camellia Bowl. I'll just give you the um, I'll just give you the attendance. Seventeen thousand seven hundred and ten. The viewers, which again we're talking two and up, two plus uh, nine hundred eighty six thousand. The New Orleans Bowl, Appalachian State over Middle Tennessee. Attendance was twenty three thousand nine twenty four. Now I don't know if this is tickets out or actual seats uh, that were filled up. I'm just going to say tickets out. And you look at that number. It was a 1,371,000 as far as 1,371,000 is your viewers. That's your viewer number. Uh, let's go with the uh, Boca Raton Bowl. That's a Conference USA matchup. Uh, UAB beats Northern Illinois. 22,614 show up. And the uh, viewers, 1,346. Ohio. Beating San Diego State, hey, that's not a bad number as well. 1,447,000 viewers. And I mentioned the Marshall game, 1,740,000. I'm sorry, 1,764,000. Uh, Bahama Bowl, 
for International Toledo, 855000 with your persons. Uh, let's see, Western Michigan, BYU, Idaho Bowl, uh, $1,391,000. Um, and it starts rising a little bit. There are some games like the Hawaii Bowl. The Hawaii Bowl, Louisiana Tech over Hawaii, $1,159,000. And, again, this is the number I'm giving you for viewers. Let's see. Just going over some of the yeah, some of the bigger games here. Like, for example, um, Camping World Bowl, just for those of you interested. Um, West Virginia and Syracuse. For some, maybe not the uh, exciting matchup, but it did okay on television. did really good, actually. Camping World Bowl, which is on ESPN, had an attendance of 41,125. And just to be fair, let's give you the household – it pulled a household number of 279. Basically, that's how many households of the entire television universe it pulled 2.79 of that universe. And the household impressions were 3,340,000. And how many viewers at the age of two and up? 4,877,000. So that was a, a really good television audience. It's actually better than a lot of these games. And you got to get up to some of these other games to try to get a number that big. Like, for example, the, the Peach Bowl, it had huge numbers, 8,366 compared to, say, 4,877. But, again, uh, apples and oranges, and you look at West Virginia and Syracuse's match in the Camping World Bowl, a lot more people tuned into that. I mean, I'm looking at uh, – we're talking – if you're looking at major numbers, the Outback Bowl only drew persons 3,288,038. Uh, the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, New Year's Six game. Here you go. Let's do some comparison here. Um, your New Year's Six games, Rose Bowl, 16,000. I'm sorry, 16,311,000. Fiesta Bowl, it drew. Eight million five hundred and seventy-nine thousand. Citrus Bowl, I'll throw that in because it was Kentucky. Seven million seven hundred and fifteen. Outback Bowl, three million plus. Uh, Sugar Bowl, uh, thirteen million. Uh, the Red Box Bowl, just to give you a kind of a comparison here, um, three million. So West Virginia did really good as far as some of these games. And, of course, some of these games started going downhill after the college football semifinals. Like, for example, Capital One Orange Bowl, uh, you had 18 million. Cotton Bowl, 16 million. Championship, 24 million. The other games, like I said, Fiesta Bowl, Rose Bowl game. Rose Bowl is always going to draw. Sugar Bowl is always going to draw. But West Virginia... Did a pretty good job. Alamo Bowl actually had five million. Looking at some of these games, five million between Washington State and Iowa State. So, uh, I think the takeaway from here is um, Marshall did okay in um, in its section. West Virginia did really good. We're going to take our final timeout. Come back, wrap it up. It's the drive. ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. Advertising. So many choices. So many people selling it. How can you get above the noise? That's easy. Hire a marketing expert, a Kindred Communications marketing expert. From radio to digital. 
from major outdoor promotions to the printed page and sports video streaming. The one stop for the marketing expertise that will set your business apart. Kendrick Communications, the right partner to help grow your business. Some of the best times you ever had probably started at Huntington's premier bar, the Union Pub and Grill. Because Herb and the gang have been serving up ice-cold beer and great food in the Tri-State for more than 36 years. Open Monday through Saturday, 4 till late, happy hour 4 to 7, with a complete kitchen that serves from 5 to 1. And you can watch all the games on one of the Union's 10 TVs. So stop by after work, join all your friends, and wind down at the Union Pub and Grill. 1125 4th Avenue, home of the Southern Bell. Hi, I'm Josh Childers, mortgage loan originator at Metro Community Federal Credit Union. The countdown to spring is on. Come see me to get a head start on the process of getting a mortgage or loan for the new home or remodeling project you've always dreamed of. Metro Community Federal Credit Union. Your community, your credit union. 304-697-4652. Or connect at metrocommunityfcu.com. 215 18th Street, Huntington. Member NCUA. An equal housing lender. My name is Mira Batra. I have been in this country 32 years, and this is how I live united. America has always been the land of promise, and in my community, many families have come for a better life. Coming from another culture myself, I know the desire to become part of a community, to feel at home, and to gain the tools for our children and families to succeed. So I advocate for these families with United Way. United Way empowers them to look beyond their histories and to see what opportunities are available. We help them get involved with their kids' schools, network within the community, and when we do, we unite them. We make the community stronger. What I do is something I wish someone had done for me, and I am so grateful I am able to. My name is Meera Batra. I help families see opportunities and succeed. I don't just wear the shirt. I live it. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Well, Jason, I've got to tell you, you're pretty much everything this company is looking for in an entry-level candidate. Great. Your resume isn't quite what we're used to, but you've got a fantastic work ethic. Thank you. And I'm impressed by how you carry yourself. So, should we talk about the job? What? The job? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I have no way of recruiting or even meeting you. This interview didn't happen. It may sound ridiculous, and that's because it kind of is. There's a huge pool of talent your company is missing out on. Meet the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Man, we really could have used him. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan, the 2019 West Virginia Broadcasters Association Best Talk Show on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I am your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you being with me today. We're going to do it all over again tomorrow. If you miss any part of today's program, all you have to do is go to the podcast. That's right, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Spotify.
Spotify, wherever you get your podcast is where you'll find our show. Also, check the website, wrvc.com. We're going to be back tomorrow, as I said, doing it all over again. So thanks for tuning in for today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.